0: What's up, everyone? Today, I wanted to do a little bit something different and talk about the stumbling blocks that the universe, I would like to say, the universe is presenting to us to ask us how badly do we want something, right? I really believe that there's no such thing as failure, that everything is happening for us, that life flows through us, and everything is here to present to us something that's going to teach us something else. And as I become an entrepreneur who is growing my business and overcoming challenges, as well as witnessing the PR Starter Pack members overcome their own mindset challenges, these four things keep coming up. And I wanted to share with you the four golden rules of PR, which are the four things you need to take consideration that in order to get featured, in order to level up, you need to have a deep understanding of. So the first one is the golden rule of reciprocity, right? Unlike an ad where you throw money at the problem or pay money to Facebook ads, this is not something that is an instantaneous transactional type of thing. And the people who understand this are the people who can build relationships with journalists and really 10x their visibility, right? Do you think that a journalist from the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, or someone that has amazing credibility, because again, they can't be bought by you giving them free merchandise. Do you think that they are really looking for someone to just pay them or give them something for free or take them out to a nice dinner? No, right? They have editorial discernment, right? They have education, they have experience. And that is why we trust journalists, because journalism is not dead. And so what does that mean? It means that we need to understand that we need to be reciprocal in the way that we be of service. Meaning that just like the journalist is a conduit of information to their audience, we need to have valuable insights and points of view and not just try to sell the journalist our product. And obviously you know this because you've watched my PR masterclass and you know that you're not selling to the journalist. But I think a lot of times founders forget this because we are so focused on marketing and making sure that we are selling all the time. So I encourage you, to take a moment and think about the way you're pitching and the way that you are building relationships with people who can't be bought. Are you coming in the spirit of service? Are you spell checking? Are you doing just a little bit research to see if this journalist even covers your industry? If you're pitching for a podcast, are you writing a review are you making it easy for the other person in the email to respond by putting, out, putting bullet points and making it easy to read so it's not just paragraph after paragraph after paragraph and telling them that they need to read your slide deck because they don't have time for that? So how can you be of service and respect their time and their energy, right? One of the great hacks that my friend Ellen Yin from Cubicle to CEO podcast told me is that you should definitely, if you want to get on a podcast, is just write a quick review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot and literally put it in the pitch email and say, hey, I just wrote you a review. Here is a screenshot. Keep up the great work. That will separate you from 99.9% of all other people who pitch. And trust me, I know this because now I am getting pitches for this very podcast. And the people who pitch me with one line that's very generic and say, hey, I love your podcast. Have you thought about this person being on your podcast? Never quite lands well. Because I'm not sure that they are aligned with my mission and my values. I'm not sure that they even know the types of people that I like to interview, right? And so that is so important is just do your research and tap into that energy of being of service. It's going to pay so many dividends for you. And when you're worried about it being an instant transaction, that energy can be felt by the other person, right? So that's what I mean by that. Another thing is when you are pitching for a podcast, for example, instead of putting three, four, five bullet points about yourself and making it all about you, maybe write about the questions that you can answer. That makes it so easy for the podcast host to say, oh, awesome. They've already done the work for me. I love question number three. I love question number five. Let's schedule the interview, right? So it could be very easy, like for example, for me, instead of saying, I can talk about PR and elevating the stories of you know diverse business owners and how anyone can get featured. I will say here are the questions that I can answer. Number one, how can anyone hack their own PR? Two, what is the right way to write an email? Four or three, what do you put in the subject line when you're when you're reaching out? Right. So that's what I mean by making it easy for them and being of service, being conscious of their time and energy and being respectful to know what they cover and what they haven't covered. One of the other faux pas is when you pitch to be on a podcast and they literally just had an episode covering someone like that, probably not going to get a response, right? So if I were to pitch to a podcast and they just had another PR person, they probably are not ready immediately to interview someone like me. So that's what I mean by be of service. Now, number two is I want you to have a long-term view, and i know it's kind of a sage saying it's a marathon not a sprint and the more i build my business and my community and the more challenges i have the more i realize i need to have a long term view and actually this year the the word of this year is patience because i never had really any patience and patience is a virtue And the fact that I don't have a lot of patience has really crippled me in many ways. It has really um, stopped my business from growing in the way that it has because I was distracted and I didn't take a long-term view, right? And so this year, I'm really focused on having patience and taking that long-term view. And so what I mean by long-term view for you is know that it's a relationship with a journalist. Know that it's a relationship you're building with their audience, And so from the journalistic side, obviously, you want to have respect, right? So go back to rule number one. Um, But also, don't be afraid to follow them on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and just keep tabs on what they're covering. A lot of times, a journalist will... Go down a rabbit hole and they might start covering something multiple times. They might have a personal interest in a new topic, in which case, it's a perfect time for you to comment on their article on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I really love that you're doing so much research into this. I love this topic, even if it has nothing to do with you, right? It will give that journalist so much confidence. It'll make them feel good that someone is reading their articles, right? That's what I mean by having a relationship. And number two, and and the relationship with your audience is have a way to capture their email, have a way to continue the conversation after you get on, you know, an outlet. So for example, it could be as simple as sharing a link, or it could be, hey, if you DM me the word gift right, to my social media, I will provide you with X, Y, and Z. Something I like to do too is when I'm on a podcast, I actually tell the podcast host, if you DM me the word pitch, I will give you my podcast pitching template. So That's one way. Another way is if even if you're not launched, you can tell people to go to your website when you're on the, on the podcast and just have a simple box, like a lead capture tool where they can, you can get people's emails. And that way you can email them when you're ready to launch right? You always want to be thinking strategically for the future, because even though you're not ready yet, maybe to have a full blown marketing campaign, the day's going to come when you're going to need that audience. So it's so good to just start planting the seeds, right? Um, That's what I mean by having the audience take the next step with you and not just finishing the discussion after the podcast hosts press the stop button. All right. And last thing I want to say about this point is I want you to remember that your net worth is your network. It's the people. And the more I grow my business and the more I see successful leaders grow their business, they understand that this is true is that their net worth is not the dollars that they have. Is not the assets, the physical tangible assets. It's the people they surround themselves with. It's the team members that they have. It's the people that they've impacted. And the more I grow my business, the more I realize the same is true for me. So I hope you can also take a long-term view and see the journalists, the podcast hosts, and their audience as a long-term asset. Number three is always be evolving, right? Just like the trees are falling off, our skin cells regenerate, everything around us is constantly in flux. And that is the divine law of nature. And how can you be in harmony with this is by not resisting it and by not trapping yourself into a box of fear and say, Oh my God, I'm going to change my business. I'm not shipping with UPS. I'm doing with, you know, with FedEx or I'm not offering this anymore. So I'm not ready to pitch. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to evolve. And if you actually listen to episode three of this podcast, Tanisha Simone, who was a bootstrapping entrepreneur, who was just crowdfunding for her brick and mortar physical fitness space, Right, she was crowdfunding for a gym during COVID, and she got onto ten plus publications using the PR setter pack. She doesn't even have that business anymore. Now she has has an app, a digital app. She's completely pivoted, and those media features—they're still on the internet. They're still driving tons of valuable traffic. It's great for her SEO and credibility, and it's making—it's all happening for her. It's not like the journalist is like, "Oh, well, now you change your business model, we have to retract and take this off." No if you Google her right now, all those stories are still up because guess what? The journalist wants to know not just what you're selling and what you're building, but your why. And just like your why when you started your business is probably not just to make a product or do a service. It goes beyond that. The journalist also cares about that. And that is more enduring than your actual offerings. What things you have this season is your why. So tap into that, right? Another blessing about the fact that everything is in flux and the new cycle, therefore, is always changing is that when things are in flux, there's always an opportunity. Right. And I, I talk about this uh, in a previous episode about the 10 angles that you can pitch right now. One of them is piggybacking on a bigger story happening in the media. The news cycle is always changing. So if you are in e commerce, it could be something that Amazon or Target or Walmart's doing. If you're in healthcare or finance, it might be something related to a new healthcare policy. Right. So the fact that everything is evolving and the fact that the news cycle is changing, it's an opportunity. It is not a curse. So don't be afraid of it. And yes, you are allowed to change. So for me, like my sole mission is to elevate the voices of marginalized groups who have never been invited to speak, right? I want to redefine what it looks like to be a modern entrepreneur. And that starts with seeing themselves in media. So that's my why. And that's probably not going to change for a long time. Now, the vehicle that I deliver this might be different, but my why is going to be enduring. So don't worry if you change your business model, don't worry if you move, don't worry if your co-founder is no longer co-founding with you, it's okay. Take that in, accept that, see it as a blessing. The last one, the the divine law that I want to share with you about getting PR is you need to be to have. And I know it sounds a little woo-woo and spiritual, but ever since I had my surgery and, and health um, issue this year, it's opened my eyes up to the connectivity of everything that we do and why it is that certain things happen to certain people. And I realize that there is an energy and law of energy around us, right? And the people who act in a more confident, more self-worthy um, place who know that maybe they're small and they're unknown, but they're about to do something super impactful. They're the ones that get the opportunities it's because they understand the divine law of energy and vibration because they're stepping into their truth and their confidence. And so that way they're opening the floodgates for those opportunities to come to them. Another way to think of it is this, is if you are unable to deal with a couple of haters in your DMs, why is the universe going to allow you to have a lot of followers? Because you can't even deal with the problems that you have at this level right? The universe is constantly testing us. And if we cannot deal with a simple rejection, or if we're afraid to press that send button, of course, you're not going to be invited to speak on a world stage. Of course, the media outlet is not going to invite you to speak to their millions of of audiences. So this is what I mean by be to have. And at every level, the universe is testing you and your resilience, and you got to lean into your strength and your why. And every single person that I work with is a bootstrapping everyday salt of the earth person, right? They don't have fancy VC backed money. They don't have any connections to the cool kids and neither did I. That's not how I got started. I never worked at a PR agency. But The one thing that kept me going was knowing that I'm here to make an impact and I need to tap into that. And every time I felt scared to reach out to someone on LinkedIn, every time I felt scared to put my name in a hat for an award or a speaking opportunity, I just reminded myself that I was worthy, even though I felt not so ready that I was worthy, right? So lean into that because you are worth it. And even though you might not feel ready and you don't feel, you know, confident yet, just tap into the future you. That is the magical room where everything happens. It's, it's you gotta be just basically taking risks and stepping off that cliff and trusting that net, net will follow. That's how you build one step after next after next right? Is not having everything already figured out, is trusting in the future. So that's what I mean by be to have. I'll give you another story to kind of illustrate this is when I had my uh, launch this earlier this year, I uh, had 600 people show up to uh, four four uh, live PR masterclasses. So around 200 people or two, 300 people uh, at a time or 150, sorry, I'm bad at math. And I had a couple of haters in the actual live chat room where they were writing very distracting things. One of them was like, this is bullshit. Don't listen to her. Pardon my French. And um, it, it really jilted me for a second because I was giving my masterclass. And so you can imagine while I was looking at my slides, I also saw the comments. And I didn't let that, you know, push me off my balance. I kind of sat with it for a moment. I smiled and I thought about how this was a sign from the universe that I was getting into the next level, that I was finally reaching enough people that there were still going to be some haters, right? Because you can't grow an audience and you can't reach more people without a few haters. So every time I have someone who maybe disagrees with me or someone who has taken a very strong stance, that's a sign that I am getting to my next level. So ask yourself, what is this here to teach you what is this rejection here to teach me how can this build my resilience so that I become a fearless entrepreneur where I'm not afraid to press a send button over and over and over again because I promise you the founders who have gotten featured in every single outlet before they had any kind of you know um, uh, VIP or high connections and they just did it on their own they're really the ones who are always leaning into that energy so last time so the last thing I want to say is be. To have the energy of uh, the energy of confidence, the energy of feeling self worthiness, tap into that, and that's going to allow you to get those opportunities. That even though you feel not ready for it, but you are deserving of. So on that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I wanted to do something different and just kind of hang out and chat with you, and just tell you a little bit about what's on my mind. The more I build my business, and the more I see founders in my PR community, it's it's really the mindset piece, right? It's really the mindset piece because I've worked with founders who have $30 million with VC funding. And I work with founders who are like literally making soaps in their garage. And it's not the amount of money or the amount of people that are vouching for them is what they believe what's possible for them. That is what dictates how everything plays out. We have some exciting new updates to the podcast coming up. I cannot wait for you to, for you to see them. And, uh, I am so grateful that you keep showing up week after week from the bottom of my heart. You being here means everything to me. It's why I do this. You are why I wake up in the morning. You are my people. So thank you so much for being here. And if you think somebody else would benefit from listening to this, please subscribe and review so that that way more founders can also get the information that you're getting. So let's get you featured. Let's lean into our future self and remember you are worth it. So go ahead and press that send button. We just finished another episode of the Small Business PR Podcast. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Now, if you want to get free organic press features, get onto top podcasts and build relationships with editors at your dream outlets, join me and hundreds of small business owners in the PR Starter Pack. It's the world's only PR tool that combines my proprietary CPR pitching framework with updated and super detailed media lists, so you'll never need to search for an editor's contact again or wonder exactly what to write in the pitch email. From proven pitch templates, to gift guides, to podcast lists, and so much more, it's the PR secret weapon of small but mighty businesses who know that they're meant to go bigger with their message, even if they're just starting out. Go to PRstarterpack.com and see how founders from every industry leveraged it to get onto the New York Times, Pop Sugar, Vogue, Shape, Wall Street Journal, and so many more dream outlets. No PR agency retainers, no expensive contracts required, and best of all, no ads or relying on relationships or other people to vouch for you because the PR Starter Pack has everything you need to feel ready and confident to pitch like the industry expert you know you are. I know you're going to love it. So go to PRStarPack.com and I'll talk to you next week.